1: okay welcome back to the potted together podcast my name is becca and i'm joined by my co-hosts adam and nicole and a very very special guest rose (laughs) yay Okay, so who the heck are you? We want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners if they've never met you before, and uh, where, tell us where you're from, your account, you know, what you do on the internet, all that kind of stuff.
2: <laughs> that sounds <laughs> a bit weird. What you do on the internet. Hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, hi, <laughs> I'm Rose from the Netherlands, and I create planty content on my Instagram account, Plant with Rose. And also on YouTube, I'm yoga and plant with Rose because originally I am a yoga teacher and that used to be my yoga account, but then I started making planty content. It's way more fun. So now I'm (laughs) full-time making planty content and sometimes teaching yoga events. So I guess Uh that's what I do.
1: Awesome. I think I've said this
3: on the podcast before, Rose, but... I thought your channel involved kangaroos, because I thought it was Ruse, (laughs) the way you spell your name. And I, for the longest time, and we were even chatting back and forth, and I was like, oh yeah, Ruse. Like, I had no idea. I felt so stupid.
2: (laughs) Everyone does that. You're not stupid. Everyone does it. Even people that I have spoken with, and they know my name, and then after a few, I don't see them all the time, and then then they say ruse again so yeah it's okay i forgive you
3: all goat yoga <laughs> is like a thing in the united states i don't know if it's made its way to the netherlands but yes i was like wow it would be cool to do yoga with kangaroos
2: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um, be so cute but also slightly dangerous more dangerous than goats i think
4: <clears throat> yeah very much so i'm actually heading down to kentucky and they have this place called Kentucky Down Under, and they actually have kangaroos free, like, wandering around, and you can just pet them. What? Yeah, and I've been there before, but now I'm wondering, well, are kangaroos dangerous? Well... <laughs> like, well, you could get
2: kicked. Yes. They are very strong.
5: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah,
2: I traveled in Australia, mm-hmm. and there was mention of not going too close to them. Hmm. So, I don't know. Well, these are, they're little, so maybe they're babies. I don't know. Are they know. wallabies or something? Like, cute ones?
4: May- maybe, maybe we'll go with that. <laughs> I'm kind of second guessing this trip. I don't know. Maybe we won't go there. No, do it. Yeah, they're you so should do cute. It. They're so I cute.
1: A- My best friend lives in Australia, and she'll send me photos of her like walking up close to them. I mean, not like I think there's like you don't go up to like a male or something like that. Like specific ones, you can. Hmm. Right. I don't know, but she sent me videos before of her getting close to them, so I think that it's okay. Because they're just, like, on the road. Like, on the side of the road, just, like, hanging out.
2: Yeah, that's
4: Wild. crazy.
1: Which is yeah. so weird.
2: Very yeah. strange. Um, like cows in the Netherlands.
4: Yeah. yeah. And out here. Exactly. in In the in the Midwest, you can... Uh, I mean, cows are just crossing the road in some situations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't hit them. Oh, my em. gosh. They're everywhere. Um, okay, so... How, I'm really wondering, and I don't think that I know this, or I don't know if you guys know this, but how did you get into plants? I mean, I know that's the most basic question, but what was it that got you into this? Mm-hmm. Actually,
2: my mom taught me, told me uh, maybe a year ago when I was all in plants, she's like, oh, yeah, I used to go to the greenhouses and I knew all the Latin names and I, they wouldn't ask me anything because they knew I would just wander around for hours. So I think I was raised with plants and my grandma, I have some plants of my grandma even now. Oh, I um, love that. So they all just have plants. And I, when I went to university, my mom gave me some plants for in my room. So, I've always had them, but when I became like into them more than just as a decoration, basically, basically, was when I had a burnout in 2016. I still had an office job then, and they were not very supportive. And um, so, I, I tried to give the right support to my customers, but I didn't get an extra colleague, which I actually needed. Um, so, I had a burnout, and it was pretty bad. So I couldn't do much, and I would watch YouTube, and I found these videos of repotting orchids. Just really simple repotting orchid videos, and it was very satisfying to watch. And then I thought, well, I have some orchids, let me try to repot them. So I did like one orchid a day, and it was just a really, really small task, but it felt really um, like um satisfying. Like I did something useful that day, and... Mm-hmm. That's when when it kind of started and within 3 months no I think it was within a week. I got 50 more orchids, 50. Wow. <laughs> From, in all him. for oh free by the way. I didn't buy them. I went on Facebook groups and uh, local Facebook groups and I said, does anyone have any sad orchids that I can try and rescue because that was like the challenge that I saw in those videos. So Mm -hmm. I had those and I I rescued a bunch of them from old ladies that basically, some of them just didn't have a flower spike anymore. And then after a while, it was pretty boring because (laughs) they grow so slowly. (laughs) Sorry to any (laughs) orchid lovers out there. Uh, So I got more into aeroids, which grow a lot quicker. And Mm -hmm. then because the orchids were much happier, I gave a lot of them actually back to the old ladies that I had gotten them from, not the specific ones, because that was all chaos. But yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I went back and made them happy with new flower spikes. And then I moved into Aeroids and then Hoyas and Begonias and the things that I like now. Yeah. I feel like
4: I feel like a lot of us got into houseplants to help with our mental health. I really do. Like I feel and I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, the pandemic alone just brought a lot of people into the houseplant community and all for mental health reasons and we're home and it's just making us happier and that's a great story.
2: Yeah, I really like to focus on, I call it plant therapy, mm-hmm. because it can be not, for me, it was the the satisfaction of doing something, but it can also just be a mindful thing, like from a yoga perspective, mindfulness mm-hmm. and meditation, just taking care of your plants can be super mindful and meditative. Medit, is that the right way of saying it? Meditative? Sounds like it. Medi- meditative?
1: Meditative?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, I really like the aspect of it. And it can also be a challenge so it can have so many different sides to whatever you need in the moment. And I really like, actually, I was listening to an interview with Becca on a different podcast and you were saying what I really support as well, that um, it's okay to have, if you feel the pressure and the overwhelm of the plants, which happens to a lot of us after the first (laughs) hoarding of all the plants, Mm -hmm. that it's okay to let them die. Or maybe it was even on this podcast as well. To, to not yeah. do anything if you don't have energy to sell them then just let them sit and wait until you do have energy again so
4: yeah yeah we've brought that For up sure. in a past episode which I feel is very important because sometimes you just you know they're too much and especially with our big collections it can be a little overwhelming so yeah. that's definitely a good point
1: yeah yeah oh my gosh it's, that's so fun okay well we've got a We've got a lot of questions from our listeners and I'd love to start getting through them um, yeah. well okay the first the first question here um, okay so are there any plants that seem easy to find in other places well okay hold on actually I want to hear about <laughs> the plant market in is it the Netherlands or just Netherlands
2: the Netherlands
1: the Netherlands. But, okay. I
2: always say Holland, but officially Holland. that's not
1: right and people get pissy about it, but I just
2: say Holland. Cuz it's <laughs> Okay. It used to be the what I called the whole country, but it's actually only two provinces, which I do live in one of those two, North and South mm-hmm. Holland, but it's a much easier way of saying than the Netherlands. So, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know what, it's it's funny because I have no concept. Like I know where that is, but What you just said to me, I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I've I've heard of it as Holland before, but then again, it was always like, oh no, that's not what it is anymore. It's a little confusing, like that whole, is it, so it's not a part of the UK, it's like its own independent, like sovereign nation, like the Netherlands is its own separate or what, is it attached to another country? Like, what's the deal?
2: We are attached to Germany and Belgium and, um... And maybe Luxembourg, but not, but not the you're UK. You're not governed by them. No, no. I mean. We're a separate country. We're tiny, but we have 17 million people.
5: Dang. And, um,
2: wow. we were I was on a different podcast, and we did some calculations that, of course, I now forgot. But we're about <laughs> as big as Vancouver Island or the state of Maryland. Okay.
3: Whoa, and there's 17 million people in the stat? Yeah. Wow. That's
4: wild. Yeah, it's you pretty know, crowded. <laughs> A little snapple fact. And all the
3: tulips?
2: Like, what? How do you fit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think apartment buildings or something. I don't know.
4: <laughs> um, a little snapple fact that I don't think either Adam or Becca knew, but Ted, my stepdad, was actually born in Holland. Oh, I don't know really? much. But yeah, he was oh, born really? out really? Yeah. That's yeah. cool.
1: Wow. That is cool. Yeah. That is Ask a snapple
2: fact. Ask him where he's from. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I he still
2: speaks Dutch, I'll i want to chat with him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he
4: speaks Polish because his Ooh. parents were both Polish, but I feel like he may know some Dutch. Fuck. And they visited Aruba. Well, they had a condo in Aruba, and they that's like a Dutch island, and they speak they speak it out there too. So they kind yeah. of like picked
2: up on some stuff. So nice. Yeah. Huh. Ooh,
1: that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So
2: we're a tiny country, but we do have like three islands. In their Aruba, Curaçao, and Bonaire are officially Dutch, or now they're, I don't know. And yeah, we used to take over a lot of parts of the world, which is embarrassing, but these parts, I think, are are still okay.
3: <laughs> I'm actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just booked a cruise in 2023 to go to those three islands, the ABC oh, islands. Yeah. Nice.
4: Ooh,
1: fun. That's I'm fun. excited. <laughs> You'll hear some hey. Dutch.
3: I'll take some tulips. Just kidding.
1: Yeah, I love it um okay so what led me into that question was um we had some questions about the plant market in the netherlands like what is it like there i've heard that it's one of the best places in europe to buy plants so what is that like being in like a hub and why is it exactly a hub because it's not necessarily tropical so why (laughs) how did that happen do you know
2: well um i compared it to i think the netherlands is like florida of how Florida is to the U.S., the Netherlands is to Europe, except mm-hmm. the weather and the crazy animals. But luckily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I it I think it's a long tradition of growing certain plants here because a lot of the this is becoming a history lesson now. But a lot of the country <laughs> is created. We created the land. I didn't, but people created the land by putting up dikes and and stuff to block water, and then it created very fertile. Soil and flatland as well. So I think that's why we also... Where I am specifically is a very... Like a hub of of the plant growth. Because it's such... I don't know. It's the right soil and the right land and stuff. Also for the bulbs. The Mm -hmm. tulips and all the flower bulbs are actually starting to bloom now. So it's a really nice time of year. If you ever want to come visit, April, May is (laughs) really, really nice. Especially in my area. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know exactly why the trade is there. But it's definitely... the plants here there are a lot of plants that are produced here and just exported and then also they are much more available here so any rare plants like um rare in the trade not rare botanically but to find them here you'll find them in a garden center for like 10 euros and then in the rest of europe maybe it's like 20 or 50 and then in the us it's 200 (laughs) for some plants. so i think it's a lot that is being highly produced So I went to a greenhouse once, I did a video of one, um, a tour, we got to see behind the scenes which was really cool because it's all automated, literally everything, like there's a whole part where no people ever get to and there's machines that bring the the right tables, as they call them, the the things with the pots on them, to the front when they need them and they move them to the right situations and the water and everything is automated and we were allowed back there for a tour but it's not normally people, literally people that work there don't come there. So wow. it's, it's very, <clears throat> sorry, it's very uh, automated. And that makes the plants more affordable for the, lo- and it doesn't have to transport anywhere because we are here. So, and it's a tiny country.
3: <laughs> so that, that makes it kind of seem like there's also a little bit of hub for engineering. Cause that just seems like it's a lot of technical, technological advances. Is that, is that true too?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think because the country is so small, we've had to, create stuff like the the water thing that i was talking about the dikes and everything that's a super highly engineered seeing that they made i don't know museums about because it's so special and so everything is looked into a lot in order to make the most of this <laughs> tiny piece of land basically yeah mm-hmm. yeah
3: wow what an experience to see that that's so cool the
4: yeah, video it was of fun. that the video of that tour can be found on your youtube channel yes okay great
1: i'm gonna go watch it <laughs> yeah, i'll send you well, like. we'll link that in the show notes that's really cool it's yeah. kind of like i went to iceland and they had a fully automated dairy farm and it was just like so crazy there was like five people working but there was like 200 cows and like they would go in and like milk themselves and like like there was machines <laughs> that were feeding them like it was so cool like daniel is like a born and bred midwestern which is like the area where most of our food is grown And so he was so excited. It was so cool to see, like, technology advance in that way. Like, it's just so cool that we can do stuff like that. I don't know. That's awesome. We have that here,
2: too. We have a lot of agriculture, and I think we have the automated uh, cow stuff as well.
1: Mm -hmm. That's so cool. It's so crazy to just watch them go in on their own. Like, it just blows my mind.
0: (laughs) <laughs> all right, so are there
1: any plants that seem easy to find in other places that you cannot get your hands on in the Netherlands? So what plants can you not get? I mean, yeah, it's like know. this like <laughs> mecca of plant growing, but what can you not get?
2: Yeah, I've been thinking... I, actually, someone else asked me this, and I've had to think really hard because I can name all the plants that are easy to find here but not so easy to find elsewhere. Um, but the other way around, some plants... Like, Maranta Lemon Lime was in garden centers once for 9 euros or 8 euros for a full pot. And it was, like, one batch. And it was sold out pretty quickly. And people were actually reselling them online for triple the, or quadruple the price. Mm -hmm. Um, That's slowly coming back now, (laughs) but it's really expensive. And Mm. I feel like Anthuriums, most people that have them have imported them. And some of my friends have rare plant shops that... Have imported them and they were like way before the super hype, so they have them in their greenhouses now, which are not all automated. Some of them are just people going there with the hose and watering and everything. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like anthuriums are a little bit harder to find, especially because some companies do not didn't uh, export here. So I tried to uh, look into an order or collaboration with certain exporting or importing companies and they're like no no the netherlands the the import rules are much too strict (laughs) we don't ship there Um, yeah you guys did i think all of you did a video with green spaces and they didn't want to send to me before but they did recently and it worked out because they just started up sending here okay i think it just takes more effort to get the documents right and everything well, yeah, I guess if yeah. you guys
3: are an agricultural hub, but they want to protect that. So that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of the same way, like some places in Arizona, technically, you're not supposed to ship here. And same thing mm-hmm. with California. Like there's extra steps you have to take.
2: Yeah extra strict yeah. protect
3: those tulips <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry i keep mentioning that but i love looking at those photos because it's just so gorgeous like i honestly i can't get enough of it like yeah Come tulip visit. Farms? i need to i need to there's a
2: really nice place near me actually the, the famous thing the keukenhof which is like a, a botanical garden basically with a lot of bulby flowers mostly tulips but there are also we i prefer to just cycle around where i live and see the the fields, and then there's one specific field that has a show garden, which is like 15 minutes bike ride from my house. And you see, they have little bits of all the different ones, and they they're very smart. They have little scanny things, so you can scan the ones you want and place your order right there for the bulbs Whoa. to come home with you. So very smart. Very
3: cool. <laughs> Gosh, that's so cool. Well, if I come that visit, really I'm cool. I'm requesting that I sleep in your outdoor greenhouse. Just I'm yeah. just putting that out there.
2: Yes. It's okay. reserved already for all of you. Okay. <laughs> well, Perfect. not all the listeners.
1: <laughs> Everyone just at three. the same time. Everyone
2: can come. Our tiny house.
1: Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. Fun. So, okay. Speaking of all these tulips, though, but like, what does the landscape look like the rest of the year, though? Because they don't last forever. So, like, yeah. Well, they actually don't
4: last a long time at all, right? No, Isn't they it last only just a few
2: a- weeks, maybe. Yeah. It's very short. Yeah, yeah. it's really, um, there's different fields. So right now the, is it hyacinths? I always say oh, the hyacinth. words wrong. Ever since Beck my, my brain injury, all my bulbs are <laughs> growing wrong in my head. <laughs> I don't know. But I think the <laughs> hyacinths are open now, and then it will be, um, the tulips is a little bit later in the season. So there's different stages and different fields will mm-hmm. be in bloom. But then mm-hmm. after, I think, uh, beginning of May, maybe, it will just all be gone. And actually, it's really fun when there are tourists, <laughs> the farmers and, and the volunteers are always having fun with this because people go into the fields to take pictures, which is not allowed because it super damages the the crop. So you can, go, mm-hmm. you can actually go into the field, but not in between the rows of plants. And there are now volunteers there at every field to make sure that the tourists don't ruin the crop of the farmers because a lot of people lost a lot of money, uh, especially yeah. during the pandemic because <laughs> everyone was at home. And Or people just mm-hmm. came from like Germany or very close by to mm-hmm. see something fun, at least <laughs> something colorful. Uh, but the farmers, after a certain time of flowering, they actually cut off the flowers. So mm-hmm. I think it's when most of the flowers have come up, then they, they chop them all off. So a, a big tractor goes over the fields and cuts all the flower heads off. And tourists will start to yell at them, what are you doing? Stop it, stop it. <laughs> You're killing the- them. It's so fun <laughs> because that's what... Is needed to then make the bulbs grow new bulbs, which is their business. So yeah. the yeah. business yeah. is not the flowers and, <laughs> and it's always a really fun oh, time of year.
1: That's so cool. Oh, wow. that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Random fact that <laughs> random fact. Do they I wonder what they do with all of those flowers? They just yeah, fall I in know. between
2: the plants. They don't do anything with it. Maybe mm. they act as
1: fertilizer. Maybe.
2: I don't Could know. be natural. It's like a. We should make a video about that. One of those weird hacky things. Yeah. Yeah. Cut <laughs> <Five laughs> all your minutes. flowers <laughs> and let them rot. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> natural fertilizer. Ooh. Yeah. Life hack. <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned the botanical gardens. So you volunteer at a botanical garden. What is that like? Like, how did you get into that? And like, what is the behind the scenes of a botanical garden look like? Oh,
2: a dream, yeah. I bet. Uh, yeah, it's really fun. I wanted to get a first before I started working there. I just wanted to get a private tour with the manager of the greenhouses, Rohir is his name. And I knew him because he has an Instagram account as well. But I thought he would never show me behind the scenes if I didn't have a, like a group organized. So I organized a little group adventure and then asked him, and he was fine with it. So that was. Um, <laughs> the end of 2019 so we went there and since then i've visited several times and he actually lives in the same town as me and we chat a lot with this whole this friends group now the plant friend group um so anytime i was there he was like come let's let's look at the hoyas because (laughs) i don't know if you guys saw that video it's a really old one but i walked into that specific they have like a close to the public hoya greenhouse and i walked in there saying i don't like hoyas i don't like hoyas (laughs) And then 20 minutes in, I was like, ah, I like Hoyas. And he always (laughs) gives me shit for it. Every time we talk, he gives me shit for it. It's really fun. Um, But yeah, then every time I was in the Hoya greenhouse, because he knew I wanted to see it, I was like, oh, these Hoyas look really sad. And I said it to him. I'm a little bit blunt sometimes. (laughs) Apologies in advance for anything I say that's blunt. Um, But... (laughs) Yeah, I said that a few times, and as a joke, I think he said, well, come volunteer and and make them happier. And then the second time he said that, I was like, okay, how do I do that? And he's like, you have to apply and send me this email, and then I can ask. So he did, and he's like, you're approved, let's go. And I had one (laughs) friend that also wanted to do it. Well, a lot of friends also want to do it, but she also applied, and we did it together for a long time, so we go every week, depending on whenever we feel like <laughs> basically it's really nice after oh, okay. we got um, the first few uh, explanations of course because we want to do things the way they like to do things mm-hmm. and yeah now we just make sure that they're okay so every Hoya that's really sad especially in spring we will start with the really sad ones and we repot them but you have to imagine they are a botanical garden so they want to have as many plants in a small space So what Mm -hmm. we want at home of our plants growing super big, I have some big Hoyas behind me here, so I'm pointing to them now. (laughs) (laughs) They they don't want the plants to grow big. They want the plants to stay small but happy or like surviving more like. (laughs) So when you imagine a sad plant in your house, that's a perfectly happy plant in the botanical gardens. Once it looks like it's nearly dead, that would be a sad plant. And that's when we repot it or take cuttings to rescue it so it was a little bit of a a mindset change and learning how they like to have the soil so that it doesn't grow very fast so it's a little bit different but it's really fun we go behind the scenes we're in the the greenhouses i have a little shirt that says hortus botanicus so the botanical garden name and yeah it's just super super fun and i feel really lucky to be able to work work there volunteer there so yeah Yeah, such a
3: dream like that would be so cool
4: I know so i'm curious the reason why they want to keep them small is because they have to have so many different species of plant in a in a room right like they and if they grow too big then they're too big for
2: the for the area and then they have to get rid of them i would imagine or cut them down yeah so they they want them to grow really slow they don't fertilize very often um they want them to be healthy but not grow super especially hoyas with the tendrils they grow into each yeah. other and now i'm there every week taking the tendrils away from from the other plants so that they don't mess up because it's super important to have the right labels which is also something that i had to get used to with the they have the not so much the names cuz not the not all the names are there a lot of them are hoya spec which i call it spec but it stands for species so they mm-hmm. don't know the name but they have the the location data where they found it where it was collected and that's oh. super important. So then it, we've had a few that grow onto the pot of something else, and then all of a sudden you don't know which one is the actual one. Yeah.
5: And you don't know yeah.
2: what the like the the climber that climbed into it. You can't say, oh well, this looks the same as that one, so it must be that because you don't know, you don't have the label. So then it's actually worthless. So mm. it's a little bit more strict in that Got regard.
1: It. Got it. Okay.
3: So you're just little okay, One more you're one just more a question about tendril wrangler huh
2: yeah sorry (laughs) yes yeah the dashidias especially are also they have little um, blocks of dashidias climbing all over them and and every week we have to separate them
3: (laughs) no touchy touchy (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) i have one more question in regards to all that so when a plant is near death and you have to take it, maybe propagate it, maybe try to rescue it? Do they allow you... Do you have to do that there? Like, is there a space there to do that? Or do they allow you to take it home
2: and do it? No, <laughs> no. there is a yeah. a repotting <laughs> room, which okay. is a dream. The first time I worked there, it was so fun because the guy who explained it, the the manager of that specific greenhouse is named Theo, Theo and he would just put everything on the floor after he was <laughs> done. And I was like... <gasps> trying to be super careful and keeping everything on the repotting table. And he's like, no, it's fine.
5: (laughs) So it's really
2: nice. It's total chaos in there. And there's always a a ton. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I don't know. (laughs) I'm calling them out. But there's always a ton of projects that people started, but then they went away or they went on lunch break. I don't know. There's always projects in the middle of, and there's no people that are actually doing them. So you just have to create your own little space on the repotting table. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, they have all the ingredients there as well. So there's huge bags of... Perlite and, and pumice and all the things that you could ever need for making a good mixture. We don't have la tanks here, so we have to make our own mixtures. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Getting De la tanks in a conservatory now. <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> now that would be
1: now that Woles. would be cool. It might the soil might not work though. It might make the plants grow too fast, you know? It yeah, is, I don't know. yeah it's a true. very,
2: very um, rocky mix. There's like Broken For the Hoyas, it's broken lekables and um, pumice and wow. bark and then a little bit of soil. Oh,
1: wow. It's rough, like very it's rough out there. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> have you seen the Hoyas change since you've started to care for them? And is the friend that you go there with urban jungling?
2: Um, yes and no. <laughs> I oh, okay. have seen them change. No, the friend that goes there with me is uh, Holy Foliage on Instagram. Okay. She's lovely. She listens to the podcast as well. She was very excited. Well, that's saw. Hey. <laughs> Ronja hi. is her name. And um, she just started actually a full-time job. So that's why I said used to. Um, she can't make it very often anymore because she actually has to make money. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Aunt's Urban Jungling is a, a different plant friend who lives very far away. So it wouldn't be very oh, practical okay. for him. Like very far away in Holland is two hours drive. Oh, my so, gosh. Okay. Get like, over it the other side of the country <laughs> literally the other side of maryland That's so wild to me <laughs> yeah but yes we definitely saw a big difference because um when we started was summer last summer and we propagated all and um like repotted but then mostly also propagated because all the older roots were gone of all of these super sad plants and put them in plastic baggies over winter on a specific place where they got enough light and stuff and warmth and i just last week took all of them out of the plastic baggies i think i threw away maybe like 10 pots that were not growing but all the other ones are growing and have new growth and yeah so that's really nice to see but also i have to admit most of the hoyas that are there this sounds very mean all of this sounds very mean but they are a little (laughs) bit boring most of them are like verticillata lacunosa uh breviolata.
3: You shut your mouth. Lacanosas, they have the beautiful flowers and they smell They're so. Shut your mouth.
2: I love <laughs> lacanosa. Mine is flowering right now, but it's just it's like
3: I get ya. When yeah. you
2: imagine the amazing collection of a botanical garden
3: I don't see a lot of flavor. I don't see a lot of in botanical gardens that I visited. I haven't visited a lot, but it's just not a very common plant that you would see it's in not. those and honestly like if you had a Hoya botanical garden that would be so cool
2: you should go to Paris Mm. Paris has a uh, botanical garden Jardin de uh, Dota I forgot the word it's a long long sentence but they have a specific greenhouse where well it's actually a Six-part greenhouse where there's one that's specifically begonias, then one that's specifically hoyas, and I think bromeliads together, and then there's an aeroid greenhouse, and a cactus greenhouse, and an orchid greenhouse, and a fern greenhouse. So okay, guys. Yeah. You have to go there.
3: First international trip Paris. for the podcast, Paris? I'm going to Yeah, Let's go to Paris. And then Holland.
1: We oui. oui. After. Yes. And then Holland. Just a Euro trip. We'll just do a tour. Yeah. yeah. A Europe tour. We're going to manifest... We're going to manifest that, you guys. A Europe tour for the podcast. (laughs) Let's
2: do it. Bring all the Patreons in and do it.
1: Yep. Reaching for the stars. Absolutely. So do you have a certain plant genus that you're partial to, like that you enjoy more than others? I mean, you work with Hoyas a lot when you volunteer, but what about your, your personal collection? Like what is it mostly made up of?
2: I feel like when I put the numbers, I made a list once because people were asking me how many philodendrons do you have? How many aeroids? Whatever. It's not a lot of numbers, but I do really love the ones that I have. So philodendrons I really like, but I also really, really love my anthuriums, which especially in my big terrarium are looking amazing. And hoyas, I really like my own hoya collection actually a lot more. Than- <laughs> 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 That's so bad, I don't want to say it. <laughs> Wait, but
3: could could you ever give like a cutting? Would the botanical garden take a cutting or they need to have yes. it collected? yes, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I we do, do. donations
2: all the time. I actually gave them a Anthurium regal yesterday or the day before uh, oh. for the collection because they're starting to be more aeroid focused as well, and they have amazing aeroids already. But they didn't have the regal, and I had a tiny baby, and hopefully it will grow very fast there. But we also do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anse has done lots of hoya uh, donations to the garden, and I have as well, and Ronya and just a lot of friends who have something that they like. It's a bit tricky because those plants don't have the location data of where it was collected, so it's. Technically, a little bit less interesting to them, but they are open to making the collection look more like to have more of a collection, and they are just not interested in hybrids, Okay. in any oh. of the any of the things, basically any of the plant genuses genera.
1: Oh, really? Okay, because they don't have oh, because the, value or something hybrids, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Okay. Purists, I get it. Yeah.
1: Though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we can sort of shift gears now and talk about, well, let me see, make sure there's, I looked through the Instagram questions as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few more questions about
0: your personal collection. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, yeah. this one is what
1: is the oldest plant that you have? Like your do you still have your first plant or like what plant in your collection have you had the longest?
2: Um, I think one of the oldest ones that I got was a fiddly fig that my mom gave to me when I went to college for the first time. And that is currently outside in my greenhouse where it was pretty cold. So it has zero leaves left. And I don't know if it's still alive. We'll have to see. <laughs> so that's Sounds one. like a fiddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it also, I also have a um, jade plant, the, the Shrek ears one. Oh, that mm-hmm. was from my grandma. So it's a really, really big one. She passed away a few years ago. And I got this huge plant, and wow. I made cuttings for the whole family, so everyone now has oh, the little so jade special. plants that came from grandma. Oh, yeah, it's really so nice. Oh, that's yeah. special. Even though I don't actually like jade vines, uh, jade plants normally, but this one mm-hmm. can stay. Cause... I feel yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I feel like grandma. though when the
3: jades get big and they kind of form almost like bark and like a tree, they look like a little bonsai yeah. tree. I think that's so cool.
2: I'll send yeah, you a do. picture. Mine looks like a. It, the stem is super chunky. So
3: yeah, yeah, please do. I'd love weird. to see
2: it. But that's a very old one. And then a lot of the ones that I... My mum, when I went into uni, she gave me that fiddle leaf. And then she gave me a philodendron bipenifolium and mm. a string of hearts. And those two were in a pot together. And at one point, I think when I went traveling or something, I gave it back to her. And it's now still in her house because it was in the safe part of the house. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's looking great. So. Wow. Yeah.
3: Wait, string of hearts and the philodendron are potted in the same plant.
2: Yes. And they were doing amazing still. That's wild. My mom is That's amazing so cool. with plants.
4: <laughs> it's almost like I could picture it. It's just like the big leaves and then they're just the cascading string of Yeah, parts, And right? they're both cascading.
2: That. So the, the philodendron is also hanging down and then growing back up itself and Yeah. She's she has a, a thing with plants. She's really good at them. And she's getting into more like the, the plants that I like now. So I'm giving her all these cuttings of my plants and then some she needs some advice and others are just thriving, so it's really fun. That's I made cool. some videos in her collection. Actually, I made a few videos of my mom's plant collection.
4: Fun. ooh, ooh I love that. that.
1: I love yeah, when it's like so a family cool. affair when you can talk with your family members about it. It makes it feel more personal and just sweet. It's yeah. Really sweet.
4: And it's definitely a generational thing. Like plants are timeless. So, mm-hmm. you know, grandkids can have fun with grandparents and talking about plants. And it's just so fun. That's amazing for sure
1: yeah yeah okay so we're gonna switch gears a bit and we're gonna talk about like your youtube channel and just being an online creator so let's see what's your favorite thing about being an online creator what what do you love about it
2: i really love that i am at home all day (laughs) with my cats (laughs) and my plants and i can do what i feel like so some days I'm like, I want to edit this super fun video that I just made. And then other days I'm like, oh, I'm, I just actually today I cut up my huge Monstera. It was as tall as me. And I chopped oh. it up completely. Oh ah! so, my gosh. Then I filmed that and I get my boyfriend to help film it up close. And um, I just like the creative creativity of it as well. So I'm I'm working with brands and I'm pitching weird ideas of how we can promote their product or show it in a way that is fun and not so like... I'm an advertising advertisement, it's just a fun way of showing something. So it's super creative and also super diverse because I have ADHD and I don't like to do things the same every day. I like um, mm-hmm. variety or whatever the right word is. And yeah, yeah, I can do what feels good in the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious what being an entrepreneur looks like in the Netherlands. Like, is it rather common or is that... A sort of unique thing that you're doing?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't think it's super common. I started my yoga business in 2009, so that's when I started to become an entrepreneur officially. I still did it next to my uh, university first and then next to my office job. Most people have just full-time jobs, but mm, since yeah. I was a yoga teacher full-time for a few years, Most of my friends then became yoga teachers who are also independent. So for in my circle, a lot of people are entrepreneurs, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's super normal, no. It's special.
3: (laughs) Yeah. 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 You're rocking it, boss babe.
2: Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, financially, I'm not so much rocking it, which is why I chopped up my plant, (laughs) because... I need money to pay my bills. My car yeah. broke down, the brakes stopped working a few weeks ago. Like oh no. Scariest thing that can happen in your car. So I had to oh. pay the garage and um yeah. Then I didn't have any money to pay for the other bills. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, being an entrepreneur
4: is not the easiest thing, definitely. And nope. I I've been in it since two thousand and six, like right before I had my daughter. And it's just I don't know I've switched professions a couple times within being an entrepreneur and it just doesn't it doesn't get easier (laughs) like you figure things out along the way and like you kind of know what to expect but it money like unless you're in that top percent money's always a struggle I feel I don't Mm -hmm. know but yeah
1: hang in there you got it you're still a boss babe (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 um okay so um what platforms are you currently on so you're on instagram youtube tiktok and like what is that how do you like structure your days
2: (laughs) i don't (laughs) yeah because you said
1: you have adhd like how
2: i don't like structure yeah Yeah. i do have some because um i didn't well you guys probably know but i have a brain injury that Mm -hmm. i got from a fall two years ago and it's pretty funny because I went plant shopping and I was so excited that I put all the plants in my car. They were not for me, for someone else, but I spent a lot of money for her and they were amazing plants. So when I went to bring the cart back, I jumped up on it and it toppled over and hit me in the head and I got a concussion and a big, um, what do you call it? Like a gash in my forehead. I have Mm -hmm. a a scar now, which I think is very ugly, but (laughs) most people say you can't even see it. Uh, Yeah, you can't see it. I can't. I get it though, but
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I see yeah. it, but other people don't see it. But I still have, like, the the scar healed pretty quickly. I had um, two black eyes, and I filmed a fun video with that, which I thought was pretty funny to watch back now with me, <laughs> my face just looking horrible. I uh, filmed a video to show all the, those plants because it had to be done. There had to be a <laughs> hole, of course. <laughs> yeah. But now it's, is it 16th of April yet? No. Um, but then it will be two years since that fall, and I still have concussion symptoms. So mm-hmm. some days... I get super headachey all the time or uh, I can't stand the sun, the brightness of the sun. Driving my car is more, takes much more energy. And sometimes I get lightheaded from mm-hmm. being tired and in my car. That's just not fun or dangerous. <laughs> so yeah. I try to, to be very mindful of my energy. And um, some things that I do do as structure are morning mental health walks and then I try to do some fitness right now because I did lose a lot of my uh, fitness and strength and everything because of two years of a brain injury. Mm
0: -hmm. And then I do
2: some yoga and then I start the day. So that is kind of structury, but I feel really good after it. I don't do it every day, but when I do, when I have done it, I am much more productive as well and I just feel better. Mm -hmm. So I try to do that and then the rest of it is just... I have a little board that I don't often look at but a whiteboard with all my projects that are still open and I just mm-hmm. film what needs to be done and then edit every I post every Wednesday on YouTube so I try to edit is it Wednesday tomorrow yeah Ooh, yes yeah. To edit my video I will do that tomorrow um so it's it's all often last minute I sometimes hear you guys talking about how you planned in videos for like a month and I am in <laughs> Them shock too, not me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not me either. And then Instagram, I I loved. I kept my Instagram really easy and accessible for myself, and I think that's why I'm still doing it and it's a success because I literally sometimes just take a picture of my plant and then decide that's good enough. I'm posting it. I I don't take pictures with a camera or make it super fancy. Uh, I am trying now to do more real content and and for TikTok as well, which sounded yeah. super confusing and difficult, but I'm, I'm trying to make it not so difficult in my brain and just do it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it, no structure. I'm just going ahead with whatever is coming up. I love I that. I mean, that's yeah. really
4: inspiring because your channel is doing amazing. Your Instagram page is doing great. I mean, you, you have an amazing audience. And the fact that you don't structure your day is probably inspiring to some people that may think oh I need like all this structure I need to plan ahead and yeah well some of us do that there's times when we don't and it's kind of just like a fly by fly by <laughs> night type thing you know so yeah I think that that's great
3: yeah and I love your comment about reels and, and Instagram and how you try to make it more accessible so like because that's kind of how I treated my Instagram too is just I grab I like walk around the house I pick up a plant take a picture of it and I post it <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I've recently started using my camera because I bought that camera for vlogging. And I was like, well, I could use this for pictures, too. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but Reels and TikTok to me seem so overwhelming sometimes because I'm like, there's just so many different ways. And there's so many uber creative people on those platforms like that do these insane things. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to take a take a breath and be like, you know what? It doesn't matter if this is like. You know, there's a video that goes viral that's like five seconds of someone just like flipping off a light switch and you're like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't, I guess I don't need to make it a big production, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I do, um, I do courses a lot on uh, creating content. And I think that's why my YouTube and Instagram um, started off so so easy it felt like so quick because i had already done a lot of courses i invested a lot of money into how to create youtube content and how to set up your channel and everything for my yoga business which (laughs) those videos Mm -hmm. maybe got like 200 views and then i made my (laughs) first plant video actually i had a coach back then she's a friend of mine she has a a youtube channel as well she's growing great right now but i asked her i'm watching a lot of plant videos should i make a plant video because i'm a yoga channel and i kind of don't want to, but I kind of want to, and she said, just make what makes you happy, and I did. Mm-hmm. And that was my houseplant tour, the first one I ever did, and um, July 2019, I think. And that went <laughs> a lot better than all the other videos, so I never went back. I still post yoga content sometimes, but it's mostly plants now, and the yoga content is hidden for my Patreon paid members, so mm-hmm. yeah, just make what makes you happy, and then also in one of those courses that I just did last week, which is what I started wanting to say, <laughs> is that she <laughs> said, because se- I do stories all the time, and instead of making it a story, make it a reel. So just put a few of those videos for your stories together in a reel. Mm-hmm.
5: And I'm yeah. I'm trying
2: that now, just keeping it super simple. Even just, I made a video of my queen Anthurium, which is huge right now. I, I don't know what happened, but she, she grew really nicely. So I just made a video updating on uh, that Don't leaf.
3: discount yourself here. You happened. That's why she looks so good. <laughs> so
2: just... Yeah. <laughs>
4: You're giving her
0: the
2: ultimate climate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The terrarium is great. But yeah, I just made yeah. that video and that made that a reel and that can work too. So it doesn't have to be super like a cool audio or something funny. Becca makes such funny TikToks, but yeah, she I can never come up <laughs> with them and I'm like, I want to be creative yeah. like
1: that. I want to be funny. <laughs>
3: you are very creative and very funny so yes you
1: are you are
3: okay. uh, tiktok yeah.
1: is so fickle though I, I i have a love-hate relationship with tiktok because you know i either want to like really post a lot or I'm or i'm like radio silent and i'm not like that on any other platform so it's just you know it's it's hard to know what to put your energy into especially when there's so many different places you could it's hard yeah it is hard. But okay, so speaking of your content, we got a question asking about the language that you all your content is in. So you speak Dutch and English, and so they wanted to know why you decided to speak English in your content.
2: Yeah, that's such a, for me, such a weird question, <laughs> because
1: I, <laughs> I speak Dutch.
2: Dutch is my, my native language, whatever you call it. I also speak mm. some French and some German, but I my dad is an English teacher, they used to try and speak english when they didn't want my brothers and i to understand what they were saying so we <laughs> learned real quick and we watched a series series here are subtitled so we still get the original language so mostly english and and then i studied in the uk and i traveled around the world a few times by myself so it was all in english anyway i did my master's degree in the uk uh which was of course all in english so yeah for me english is a second language, if you can say mm-hmm. it like that, like I think mm-hmm. in English often and I dream in English, and um why would I make content that only seventeen million people can listen to? Well, that's a lot of people, but <laughs> yeah still. but um, if yeah. I can reach the whole world with English, I have had some discussions with people being a little bit mean about why are you ashamed of your own language? Why are you not making content in your mm-hmm. own language? And it's not like that at all. I'm actually starting a Dutch podcast about plants with my Yay. friend Ams urban jungling. So it's not that I don't like my own language, but I like reaching a lot of people. And yeah. I actually a lot of my friends here in the Netherlands don't speak Dutch very much because they are from somewhere else. So I mm-hmm. like to just yeah. be inclusive in every way possible. That's a yeah, that answer.
3: is. It is. I agree with you. It is a little bit of a strange question. I think about like Nikki tutorials, which I'm pretty sure she was. She lives in. Uh, yeah, she's the Netherlands. And she does like, uh, she's a makeup channel, but I just love her so much. Uh, even mm, though I don't too. really put makeup on or wear it. But um, <laughs> she does a Dutch word of the day in each of her videos. And I think it's so cool. It's such a beautiful, it's like, it's a very unique language. And I love hearing like people speak yeah. it. And then like, when she does her Dutch word of the day, it's just very interesting. <laughs>
2: yeah. My favorite Dutch word is lecker. A lecker. Lecker. What does it, that mean? It means tasty. But it can also mean if you are attracted to a person, you can call oh. them, mm, lecker. <laughs> i <like, laughs> say that when Jay walks in that the way. door later. Exactly. <laughs> and mm, you can say, like, how was your weekend? And you can say, lecker, so it was, like, a good weekend. So it's oh. it's multi-applicable lecker. Oh. And it sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. It is a cool fun.
1: word, lecker. Lecker. That is exactly. so cool. I love this. Like, I, I love this language blending and being multilingual. It's just such a gift, and mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. It's really, really cool that there's so many languages, like, surrounding you. And it's, I don't know, it's it's interesting to know that you speak all these different languages. And I, like, want to talk with you about your travels. I know. We <laughs> were, we're doing really kidding 50 about,
3: minutes, and I was like, I want to know your whole life now.
1: <laughs> I know. You said you did, like, solo travel. Like, I love solo travel. Like, I just, what... Well, okay, because all three of us, the the Put it together team, we love traveling. So, like, what is, do you have, like, your best travel story that you just, like, love to tell people? Um,
2: <laughs> I don't have a funny <laughs> travel story. I yes. am ADHD, of course. So, after, I did a university course. My master's was in development and human rights. And all my essays and everything and my dissertation were all about Asian countries. So, India and Nepal, mostly, and then also Myanmar. Uh, which people call Burma, um, mm-hmm. so it wasn't. It was all research based, and I wanted to to actually be in the country. So afterwards, I traveled for six months by myself throughout. I started in India, and then um, went to Nepal, and then from Bangkok went to all the other cool Asian countries around there: Laos, Cambodia, and then Myanmar, which had opened the borders. Just I heard that while I was in India. But the funny part of it was. Also, and Indonesia was at the end and it was the best ever. Indonesia is my favorite. <laughs> but I um, when I was in India for about two or three weeks, I, I was counting on... I was getting student loans, I think it's called, every month. And it was about 900 euros, which is a lot. I, I loaned the maximum because my parents don't have a lot of money. I have to pay for everything myself. So I got the maximum loan. And I expected somehow in my brain, it was set. I think I heard somewhere or something that it would be six more months after you graduate you would get that money and i graduated in october but the money kept coming and i left in january so i was like yeah okay six months is that's the case so i have 900 euros a month to travel in asia which is a lot of money um yeah, yeah. I, it was january half middle of january the money didn't come i was like <laughs> huh in india i already paid my tickets, so i was there i could that was the first three weeks of six months of travel And then I did some research and I realized, no, the money shouldn't have gone from October to January anyway, and you're not getting anything else. So I had about three or four hundred euros in different ways of like traveler's checks and just on my account. And (laughs) that was it. And I had six months to go in Asia by myself. So I called my parents on on a computer and I was like, I think I have to come home. Like, how how am I going to do this? I can change my, my flight home to now. And they said, just just try it out and see how you go. And then if you have to come back early, that's okay. Because they, like, like I said, they don't have money, like, oh, we'll send you some money yeah. to survive. Well, to survive if I need it, of course, but not to, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Our financial yeah.
2: situation is not like that. So... I had to completely shift my gears. I went into full budget mode, which was actually amazing. Traveling in India in the trains with the actual Indian people instead of in the AC part where there's all the tourists. So it was (laughs) really interesting and really fun. I slept instead of hotels, I slept in on the top of the cheapest hotel in a tent because the tents were (laughs) like the rooms would be 200 rupees, but the tent would be 80 rupees. So less than half. And yeah, it was a very interesting switch. And then also experience because I made, I filled up the whole time. I borrowed some money from my my brother, I think. And then in the end, my parents gave me some money for, it was my birthday. And I got to stay in a a little bit more of a fancier place in Indonesia, which was only €15 a night instead of, I spent €5 a day in India, I think, for everything. And then in Indonesia, I went into a little... Villa for 15 euros a night, which you can imagine is a lot of money if your budget was lower. Um, yeah. But yeah, I made it through and it was an amazing experience, especially because I had researched those people that I met instead of being just the tourist who came by and had a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. so it was mm. interesting and also scary as fuck. Are we allowed to swear? Sorry, yeah. oh, we sure, yes. fuck, fuck, fuck. absolutely. <laughs> okay, fuck. fucking vibes so yeah it was it was a very interesting experience and i'm really grateful for it for my chaos and not being like organized enough to realize that beforehand because i just went and otherwise i wouldn't have been able to go so oh my
3: gosh bless your parents incredible bless your parents for encouraging you to just like forge through you know yeah Yeah. that's a that's so figure it out essentially
4: like just figure it out yeah (sighs) that's amazing you went to all these
3: places before you liked plants so I'm guessing right because a lot of our Hoya come from those regions
2: I know (laughs) I was like Indonesia yeah yeah I went mostly for surfing and yoga so I went into ashrams and I did go on amazing jungle safaris as well and now I'm like (gasps) jungle safaris (laughs) (laughs) take
1: me back I'll go back yeah if only you knew what you were looking at at the time as well I know (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> but I'm going to Costa Rica in, like,
2: two and a half weeks, so I <sighs> yeah, can't complain. Yeah, you mentioned
1: that. That is, oh. is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. That is yeah. really exciting. What are you going to do there? My
2: boyfriend and I love to surf. So we've always, actually, both of us separately always wanted to go to Costa Rica. And there's also a really nice yoga community and the jungle in general I always loved anyway. But now it's going to be a combination of surfing and then road tripping and and plants and making a lot of plant videos oh, yes guys you've vlogs heard it too, here yes, yeah yes yes but i'm bad with editing vlogs i love you, you your vlogs they're so fun i love the way point explorers well hey i'll
3: but... be i'll be your editor if you need if you need me to just dump the footage and i'll just edit it we'll try to give
4: you to that i take them up on it rose yes uh-huh yeah,
3: would be fun. um, um you've oh mentioned gosh. you've mentioned your boyfriend a, a couple of times. So I know that from watching your journey just online, you have taken on some massive projects. You did a beautiful greenhouse in your backyard. Well, is it called a greenhouse or yeah, yeah., yeah. And then you are a budget babe, and you found someone giving away a giant terrarium. So I know you have to rope him into a lot of these projects. I'm curious on how he feels about everything, because I feel like maybe the space in (laughs) your guys' shared space has slowly gotten smaller and smaller, because that terrarium (laughs) is gigantic.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It really is big. Actually, um, he's been really helpful in this journey, because in the beginning, when I liked plants, I would buy, like a lot of us, I would buy all the things that I liked and just that I saw and then bought. And at one point, he was like, okay... It's getting too full, you cannot buy any plants anymore. Which people might think is a bad thing, but actually it was really good for me, because it made me think more, like, do I actually like this plant, or... Excuse me. So, for me as well, the house felt super cluttered, and there were so many plants, and he was the one that was like, let's just take a moment and be a little bit more mindful of what we're bringing in. (laughs) Because some of the (laughs) things that I bought were also not something that I actually could take care of yet, or that didn't like the space in my house. Um, So he's been sort of my uh, conscience, maybe, or like the smart (laughs) decision maker. Yeah, voice of reason. That's perfect. So every now and then um, he'll say, like, we need to get rid of some plants and I'll either sell them or say like, no, it's going to be fine because it's winter now and everything is crammed in this one space where there's light, but it's going to be better when it's summer. Um, (laughs) That's my excuse for everything. (laughs) Sorry, boyfriend. (laughs) There's grow lights in different places that he doesn't like. He doesn't like the grow lights in the living room. So I told him you can always switch it off if you're here. I'm mostly here anyway during the day and he's not. Um, So we have good um, agreements about it. And Mm -hmm. he actually was the one who came up with the idea for the terrarium Because upstairs here where I'm sitting now, I had a grow tent, you know, one of those ugly black things to survive my plants in winter. Because my house is super, super old and badly insulated, like so badly insulated. It was about 6 to 9 degrees Celsius here, which is like 6 degrees above freezing. Mm -hmm. So like 38 maybe in US weirdness. Um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good way to so put I it had, <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, i'll accept that no it's true um, i actually had a lot of plants die that lived upstairs because it was too cold they died back and and mm. we not very happy so i had the tent here but it was ugly and taking over our beautiful upstairs space so he said can we not make that into a terrarium so that we can actually see the plants that are in there because i didn't see? even look in there very often Amazing. anyway and i was like yes and then I randomly, <laughs> I wanted to start small with a terrarium, but I found this terrarium that I have now, which is the tank is 150, so that's, oh, meters and inches, but one and a half meters by 1.2 meters. And mm-hmm. so it's taller than me because it's on a little thingy, but <laughs> we brought it home and of course it didn't fit through the whole of the stairs because our house is very small. (laughs) So then we actually had to find a different place to put it and that's where it landed in the kitchen because that's kind of an area where we didn't do much useful things anyway. So it's not really in the way in that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. regard. But yeah it was his idea. So ha. Love a supportive Uh, partner. That's sweet. (laughs) Yeah. But we do uh, there's sometimes these these jokes online like sneaking plants in and, and like wanting to take over another room from the house and your partner won't let you and I think he is the the person that I love most in the world so why would I try and trick him or like sneak things by him like he's he's my partner we're in this together so when he says it's too much I will explain why it's too much and if he still says no it's too much then I will change something so that he feels comfortable in his own home as well I think that's really important
3: Oh, that's, that's sweet. You're a special person.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a special person. He's so nice. And he doesn't complain very much at all. So when he does complain, I do listen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. That's good. That's good time. <laughs> well,
4: I'm going to, I want to switch it from plants really quick and just talk briefly about your hot tub slash tin Ooh. Out outside bathtub can we call it i don't know but whatever you call it i want to be in it so i <laughs> want to come to visit you i always see you you posting videos of like you getting in it and it's chilly outside and it just looks so relaxing in your little back area space yeah and it's
2: so cute we redid the garden together three years ago i think and it was all his plan the garden is more his area and he that's also why he got more into plants which is fun he loves palm trees and bananas so more yeah. that tropical vibe look and when mm-hmm. he made the plans he made the plans in sketchup so we have a whole 3d thing of how he imagined the garden and it is literally Turned out exactly that way, by the way, which is crazy. But he said, yeah. I want a hot tub and I was like, uh, this is a crazy plan. <laughs> We're not getting a hot tub. It's expensive or it's <laughs> impossible to make. And he made it himself from like yeah. an um I don't know what you call it, but it's like a way that they transport liquid and they're only used once. So they're very cheap to get. And it was a YouTube video that he followed which was called hillbilly hot tub <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a u.s thing all right yeah. so that's what he had as an inspiration and then he built it himself and it's really really fun i can't believe that it's actually working we have to make the fire for about four to five hours before it's actually warm enough so we have to we can't just be like oh let's go in the hot tub and yeah. go in but it's really fun we go in there now it's a tradition now to go in there at New Year's together so we're in there uh, while the fireworks go off and we say Happy New Year to each other and also when it's summer it gets really hot and then we can just keep it cold and go in there and it's so nice to be able to cool down oh, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's luxury
1: I love it <laughs> <laughs> I want to go in it oh. that's amazing hillbilly hot tub I've watched videos about hillbilly hot tubs before I was really <laughs> tempted to build one but it just seems like so much like especially with a fire like to heat it yeah. up it takes hours yeah yeah. but
2: my boyfriend is so patient he builds his own surfboards he started a YouTube channel about it if you ever want to see it but he just has the insane most insane amount of patience, which I guess is why he's okay being with me for eight years already, because I leave <laughs> chaos everywhere and he loves everything tidy. And yeah. What's his YouTube channel? Oh, uh, I don't know the name, actually. Something like Surf Club. We'll Surf, leave it in the show notes. Surf Crew notes. Nordwijk, I think. But yeah, okay. there's all these time lapses of him making surfboards. It's really fun to watch because it looks super simple or it goes very fast when yeah. he's in there for weeks and sometimes months wow. so wow. <laughs> it's really fun to wow. just see it in like 10 minutes yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: that's amazing time lapses are so deceiving like if you ever want to <laughs> feel productive turn on yeah. a time lapse and just start doing a bunch of shit and then you feel like wow i did all of that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 wow okay well do we have any last thoughts before we let her go
4: were there any other questions that i think we covered pretty much all of the listener questions adam did you have any other questions that we
3: um i don't but can we get a soundbite of you saying welcome to the potted together podcast in dutch
2: oh uh, it sounds pretty much the, the same
3: oh it does okay well that's I boring think... what's another word we can i have can you... try
2: it <laughs> welcome by the potted together podcast with adam becca and nicole Oh, that's so good. (laughs) I tried to pronounce your names a little bit more Dutch so that it sounds...
4: (laughs) I love it. Um, That's
1: perfect.
3: Yeah. I don't really have anything else. I just want to, like, just push some blessings onto you, Rose. This has been the easiest hour, I feel like. And it's so so nice, like, finally talking to you face-to-face. And I just want to say, like, I... Hearing what your master's was in, I, I realize now, like, where your love for being an ally and for being such a supporter and uplifting person to all of these mm-hmm. different groups that feel like they're less than, like, it's such a big deal to see. And you doing that on your channel and being such an ally for all of us is just, it's so sweet. And I I just want you to know, like, you're a blessing to this community. and. I'm so grateful to to know you as an e-friend and not to speak to you like face-to-face. It's just such a blessing.
2: Thank you. I actually never put mm-hmm. those two together. I never thought of my studies as something that, yeah, that's interesting. What, what, you. Did you
3: say human rights? I'm sorry. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, okay. development
2: yeah. and human rights. So any developing countries and yeah, mm-hmm. seeing how that can improve and stuff. Mm-hmm. I never put them together. Ha, huh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. You're just it's a wonderful so deeply human.
1: a part of who you are that yeah. it's just, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah it I comes am. Naturally. I did Maybe I didn't tell you that, but I am a third-generation yoga teacher. So my grandparents already were very focused. They were um, Buddhists, and they my grandpa did yoga every day. Not anymore. He's a hundred now, but yeah, they did yoga every day. Um, oh. My grandma taught yoga, which I didn't know until. Uh, a few years before she died, she was like, you can borrow this t-shirt because I was going to go teach yoga and I was with them and I I was late or something and she's like, I used to teach yoga in this and I was like, what? (laughs) Oh my gosh! You taught yoga! Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this explains it all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're we're a very um, hippie uh, focused on people being happy and being the best they can be and just being happy as they are as well. So
1: thank yeah. you. I love that. I, I love, love it. That. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. If our viewers want to find you online, can you tell them where to find you?
2: Well, you can find me on Instagram at plantwithrose, and rose is spelled R O O S. <laughs> or <laughs> yoga with rose if you're into um, mental health and not. I don't do that much yoga. More like mental health and just my personal journey of living and. The, the brain injury and I used to have an eating disorder and all that stuff I share on there um and on youtube I am yoga and plant with rose or youtube.com slash yoga with rose because I cannot change that oh no <laughs> I don't know how
4: <laughs> so um and on
2: tiktok as well with both of those in instagram handles plant with rose and yoga with rose
1: yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think I speak for all of us when I say that this has been well, Adam really said a beautiful sentiment like it's just been so easy and awesome to chat with you. And I'm excited to listen to back to this episode. Me like, too. I'm <laughs> so yeah, me excited. Too. I feel like me I've been too. in the zone, but it's gonna be great to just like relax and listen and just like listen to your sweet voice. And it's just gonna be so nice. So can I give
2: you one <laughs> one suggestion for the podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely,
2: I think we need a quiz of who are you, Becca, Adam, or Nicole? Because my friends and I talk about this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my like friend is an Adam, and I'm an I'm a Becca. No, with everything that you guys share, like oh, oh that's so funny. Cool. You are. You can really. When I'm listening, I'm like, oh, I'm so Becca. and my friends is like, oh, I'm such an Adam. And so <laughs> oh, it's really. So I think there should be a quiz. Oh, that that's would be so fun cute. thing to create.
1: Yeah, it that would. Be. would we should totally do that like which potted together host are you yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: buzzfeed kind of fun yep we got it all
1: righty well we're gonna end it off with our signature bye <sighs> thanks so much rose for joining <laughs> us <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> wait wait if you want to follow us potted together yes
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> do that if you're coming on to this episode because you love rose as much as we do thank you for listening and if you want to stick around we're a lot of fun and i'm a little congested so i'm not usually this annoying sounding so bear with (laughs) me on that one adam and nicole sound perfect but you can find us on instagram at potted together if you have any thoughts on this episode you want to say hi to rose you can go comment on our most recent post we sort of use that as a comment section for the um for the podcast episode and then you can follow adam nicole and i adam is at not dude nicole is my clean leaves and i am de la plants we also have a youtube channel where we do collab videos together and we just have a lot of fun and we have a patreon so it's just a lot of things (laughs) yep and you have to join the patreon because you guys do catch up every month
2: and it's really extra fun and i love it
1: oh (laughs) thank you so
2: much for being a patron
4: too you're so amazing (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay all right well we're gonna let you go and we'll see you later
4: Bye. 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 you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator